Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast. Hi, everyone. So as you guys know, um, we have been a little bit MIA recently. We, we took like a two or three week break um, and then we came back and then there was like another week break. And truthfully, we've just been trying to adapt to the chaos of our new work schedules. D is crushing it with her new job. Things are picking up for me and my boutique, mm-hmm. Hot Rose. Um, and then also just trying to have a life in between. So yeah. we um, have many. What is it called when you're not? It's not a midlife crisis. It's a quarter <laughs> uh, life. Quarter life yeah. crisis. We're like, we are working so much. How do we even get a drink? Yeah, Diamond's like, anymore? let's go get a drink tonight. I was like, okay. She's like, I will not allow myself to be sucked in to exhaustion after a work day. <laughs> I won't. I co- I'm not gonna let that happen. So last night we went to Firefly, which is a so bar cute. in Studio City. Yes, and restaurant and bar and yeah. lounge. And we just thing. caught up in life. And it was like our first time in a week and a half where we were able just to catch up on everything that wasn't work, that was like happening in a romantic relationship yeah. or just new experiences in general. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we prioritize that over making a podcast because our friendship, you know, is, comes first. Yeah, Sorry, comes guys. First. We love y'all, but friendships yeah. got to come first. We barely get to see each other, even though we're living under the same roof in my tiny little condo that I bought three years ago. We don't see each other all that much. She's locked up in a room doing conference calls. I'm in my room either trying to sleep or running around the house with like a chicken with my head cut off. Like it's chaos. But um, what we want to talk about today is a topic that has been coming up a lot for us recently as we're just making a lot of discoveries about who we are, our preferences, our morals, the way that we view things, um, what we expect out of people, etc. Um, and that's going to be on the topic of partnerships, mm-hmm. partnerships, long-term romantic partnerships. Um, and before we even get into it, I want to take a moment. We both want to take a moment to say, um, please remember that we are not professionals. We are not claiming to be professionals. We're not giving advice. We're not giving advice. <laughs> we are two 20-somethings chatting it the fuck out yeah. on our podcast together. So we have no intent to offend our monogamous or non-monogamous community Um we, I don't even think anything we say would be offensive. It's just, yeah, it's just everyone kind of shooting the shit. Everyone has their own views and belief system and what they need in their relationships and in their partnerships. And these are going to be ours for now mm-hmm. <laughs> until, you know, further notice. This could change in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of years. Um, we're constantly growing as humans and new things are, are coming up for us and we're mm-hmm. learning about new things and we're just trying to navigate it and understand it. Mm-hmm. And I would say this conversation is influenced by a lot of conversations we've been having about marriage, polyamorous relationships, mm-hmm. monogamous relationships, open relationships, open relationships, um, traditional relationships. Yeah. And we've been on this subject in our free time a lot. And we really went in on our beliefs on everything in the car today when we were driving to downtown and... We thought it'd be a cool, interesting podcast topic because even though we loop you guys in in our current love life and recent shenanigans, um, it's an interesting topic for us to talk about because it's a bit, it's ever changing. It's ever changing. That's a great word. It's ever changing. And it's very present in our lives right now. Just all of these things, all of them. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off by asking you a question. Please, please, Um, please, please. Because again, guys, like we're going to, we might sound like we've been talking about this before, and that's because we have been. So we're going to do our best. A few keep, hours ago, literally, yeah, literally. <laughs> so we're going to do our best to, you know, catch you guys up as much as possible too. Um, so for some context, my question for you would be: um, Tell me what your biggest fear is when it comes to long-term partnership. Mm-hmm. So this is again ever changing. This is new because when I look at my past relationships. I would say that I really think back at two relationships Mm -hmm. in my life, like my two solid relationships that I've had with men, which would be Jimmy and Abraham. Abraham, yeah. Yeah, my high school slash college and Jimmy I was with for like two and a half, three years. Were you guys dated in college a little bit? Me and Abraham? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit after high school into college, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Oh, just an angel. And I think about those two men and I remember thinking like, wow, this is end game. This is who I'm going to be with. This is who I'm going to marry. This is who I'm going to have kids with. Like I believed so wholeheartedly that we would be together forever and I wanted to be together forever. Yeah. I think with me and 
Jimmy, the thing that was really tough, and I'm going to be very candid and open, and maybe I will regret sharing this much <laughs> Tomorrow. down the line, but I want no. to be honest. Like, he recently came out of a relationship that he was seriously involved in. Yeah. And when I met him, it was, to me, it was like pretty soon after that previous relationship. And I was like, I shouldn't be talking about marriage or long-term. Like, it's not fair. He just got out of a relationship, you know, like, and we never had those conversations because of my fear of like, maybe that'll scare him away. Mm. But I believed wholeheartedly I wanted him to be end game. I was like, I want- But did you think about marrying him? Of course. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I want to have kids with this guy. He would be such a good father. I want to marry him. Like, but we never had those conversations, mm. maybe because we just were both too shy or my fear of like scaring him off, Rejection, you know, whatever. I was so young. I was like 22, 23. Probably shouldn't even be thinking about marriage at that point. But I did. And then we obviously, you know, ended the relationship after a couple of years. And then I've been single ever since. I've dated, but didn't really consider anything long term. And on the way, I adopted the mindset of, I don't know if the next person I meet is going to be end game. I don't know if I believe that I can be with someone forever. Yeah. Is there forever? You know, do people, do two millennials want to be together forever and they're going to make it a goal to be together forever? And I have a lot of friends in my life, a lot of family members that are getting married and they're getting engaged. And I think it's the most beautiful, beautiful thing ever. And I don't dismiss that's a possibility and it could happen for so many people. But in my perspective, my biggest fear of relationships is that one day we're just not going to want to do it anymore. Man, you know, as you say that, I just thought about when people will say things like, because you're talking about how millennials don't really, um, how millennials don't really value long-term commitments, all of that. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of like, when we do see an older couple, when mm-hmm. they're like, after 45 years, she still gives me butterflies. And we're like, oh my God, that's so cute. Why is it so cute to us? Because it's rare. It's rare and it's like, whoa, she still gives you butterflies. Yeah. And at what point do we transition from the butterfly butterfly phase to just normalcy, routine? When does that happen? And then when does that routine and normalcy become something we resent and outgrow with our partner? Exactly. It's so That's sad. my fear. My fear is that one day I'll meet, let's just say, um, Carlos. Okay. I meet Carlos and... I want, I obviously value, I value monogamy. I want to be in a monogamous relationship with somebody. And I would hope that we can be together for as long as the universe allows us to love each other. But I do believe there's going to get a point, whether it's five years, 10 years, 15 years together, where the flame will die and the desire to want each other will die. And I don't ever want someone to stay with me because we're fixated on the idea of we have to stay together. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd I'd want you to go live your life the way you want. If that means traveling the world on your own in your mid-40s and canceling your job and doing whatever you want, go do that. You know, if I want to do that, I'd, I'd want a partner to encourage that. Right. Maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a fear that I see a lot of relationships end these days after many years together. I'm like, wow, that's like it is very 10, common. Now. Fifteen years together, and you're just gonna just leave. Like that's crazy. Yeah, maybe that's a reality. It is the reality, you know, because I hear about a lot of marriages that end up staying together, and then they're not happy, but they're staying together for the sake of because they're married or their kids or the mortgages that they're locked into, yeah. or you know. Yeah, and that makes me fearful because I would hope that I live a life that serves me and, you know, my my family, what makes us happy ultimately, individually. And I wouldn't want to live a life where I'm looking at my partner like, do I really want this? Do we really want this? Yeah. Could we have saved us a couple of years and lived a life and seeked our last years of living or last 20 years of living doing something we actually wanted to? You know, and I don't know. But what would that look like? Because then that leads me into like... So again, we just watched Sex Life. Um, And I have a lot of friends that I've made or even just like friends that I currently have that have talked about open relationships, polyamory, et cetera. So my question would be, let's say that the life they want, because what starts to happen is that people start to feel trapped in their marriage, Mm -hmm. right? People are like, fuck, why did I tie myself down to one person for the next 60, 70 years of my life? Mm -hmm. Um, I have so much more that I can be experiencing outside of this partnership. Mm -hmm. So 
after watching a show like Sex Life, that one couple mm-hmm. that's like, well, we love each other and we're partners, but we also recognize that for us, we like for us to really feel fulfilled and to keep things exciting, and to keep things exciting, we have we're swingers or we. Um, you know, he has a, a little girlfriend and I have a little boyfriend and we get that flair through them and then inevitably come home to our real partner and still there's no resentment because we're getting that part of our mm-hmm. life fulfilled elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you feel like you no. would? <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's a topic me and Jazz have been talking about was a polyamorous relationship and a monogamous relationship. And she's like, because you fear that that one person's going to get bored of you or vice versa, would you be open to a polyamorous relationship? And I was like... I hear it being a solution a lot these days. Yeah, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know what my solution is, but it's not polyamory in my belief system because I don't know if it's the no, Latina in me, but no, like I'm it's not, wild. No, 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 no. Don't even say any of that, dude, because it's not about you being Latina. It's not about you being jealous. It's not about anything. It is your core belief, and that doesn't need any further right, explaining. Right, right, right. Just the way polyamorous yeah. people don't need to explain themselves. Mm-hmm. You are not crazy or you know f- fiery and Latina for wanting one person to you. Well, I was gonna say like if I ever seen someone around my man, off with both their heads. Like that and wouldn't that's happen. Fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So and I and we talked about it. I we talked about it and I was like, I don't think that'd be a solution for me. And then Jazz has been curious about the world of polyamory in terms of like history and research and the mindset behind it and the willingness and is there jealousy. So that's something we've been talking about too. And I'll let you I'll let you take the reins on this part. Yeah. So polyamory has come up for me recently um, through friends, through just people. It's just a conversation that I, I've never really had before. Um, and people have told me about their experiences and all of that. And so it's just been really, really interesting. And it was something I always knew about, but I didn't really understand. I always thought I always thought that polyamory was just an open relationship. Mm. And so I was like. Okay, I mean, is, why 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 are we giving it? A, is that the specific word for open relationship? Whatever, just never really bothered to look into it. I knew it wasn't for me, um, and even to this day, I still don't think that it is for me. However, I really want to educate myself on it, and I really want to understand it because I just think it's interesting because mm-hmm. it's a it's an idea that like I never fathomed. I mm-hmm. never fathomed that some people just want to have multiple emotional relationships and sometimes not even sexual, just emotional to fulfill other parts of their lives that they're not getting mm-hmm. with their one partner. And I find that really interesting because when I first heard about it, I was like, I would hate it. It would make me feel like I'm not enough. It mm-hmm. would make me feel, you know, this, this and that. And then the person said to me, but why? Why does why does one person have the ability to make you feel like you're not enough? Now, this person that I chatted with was so everybody I've actually talked to about polyamory that believes in that belief, like has that core system or um, has tried it before, you know, whatever the case is. I have not come across one toxic polyamorous person. They've all been very, like, so cool and fun to communicate with about it and also very understanding of monogamy. None of them have been like, you're so close minded. Why do you not think mm-hmm. this way? They're all like, I get it. Like, yes, if you want monogamy, you don't need to tell anyone else that. Like, that's okay. Um, anyway, through these conversations with them, they've said things like, well, like, I'm sure that there are things that this person gives you. Maybe they give you stability and they give you comfort and this, this, and that, but they hate traveling and they hate, um, mm. yeah, they hate traveling and they. Hate going to a bar and getting a drink. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, so they they they're homebodies. They Mm -hmm. just always want to be home. So maybe through mm, Velma, Velma might be able to offer you those things. Velma might say, "I love you. I want you. Um, I don't really care if we have any sexual interaction. I just want to be able to connect with you at the bar." Isn't that a friend? That's what I think too. But then someone else said to me, "Right, but what really different like?" Sometimes for them, it's not about it being this sexual thing. It really is just about deeply connecting. Because, for example, today I was talking to my friend and we were talking about asexuality. 
because I was saying the same thing as you. I felt like, well, is that not just a friendship at that point? Like, you're not kissing, you're not, you know, maybe you give each other a peck, but there's nothing beyond that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I actually am on like asexual TikTok and there's a guy who is asexual. He has no desire to be, you know, anything beyond a peck. And he has a partner and um, he has said like, you know, I can't give, like, I, I want to do this with him. I want to experience this with him and I want to be his stability and, you know, all of this, but I don't want to have any sex. They're, but they're deeply in love with each other. It's like very emotional. And all the most they've done is peck. They've been partners for years. Wow. Yeah. So this has been really profound for me too. I've been trying to understand it because I could understand for the asexual how this is an easy thing. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what he would want. But for his partner, there's the negligence in the sexual aspect, which is exactly what he needs. So their solution for that was to bring another partner in to just allow him to have sexual experiences outside of him mm. because he doesn't want to do anything sexual. And he's like, I understand that I am not this type of way. So I'm going to allow you to go and experience this with other people because I can't give you that. So you, you deserve to go and experience that with someone else. So then that brings me to like, you know, you, you, for example, you, let's just use you, mm-hmm. you as an example. Um, you really enjoy uh, banter and laughter and all those things. You enjoy really intelligent conversations, mm-hmm. thought-provoking conversations. Um, you love to travel. You're adventurous. Um, and you love a good wine bar. Mm-hmm. You meet a guy. He touches on all of them except for traveling and laughter. Mm-hmm. But you have intellectual conversations with him. He does enjoy it like a night at the wine bar. But How whenever, attractive is he to me? <laughs> this always comes up. Um, yeah, he's he's you know he's a hottie. Okay, he's a hottie. So he's giving you those things. But every time you're like, baby, I want to book us a trip to Joshua Tree. I would for the call weekend. you, huh? So you would get it through me. Yeah, I would fucking call you or my sisters. Would be like, yo, I want. Even though you're seeking a romantic getaway. Yeah, I'd call you guys. But is that not you just settling? No, because I think that. Again, guys, I'm monogamous. I might not sound monogamous. <laughs> I just really enjoy a real. I enjoy debates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just so, so you guys yeah, know. of course. Okay, so this reminds me of one of my relationships, and he didn't enjoy certain activities that I liked. Mm. Uh oh. She it, paused. She's thinking. <laughs> there's thought bubbles above her head. Okay, so he didn't enjoy a lot of things that I liked. I didn't enjoy anything he liked, but we had this crazy chemistry that was like, we obviously are super into each other. We want to be together. Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing? Because uh, is this not inevitably what ended you guys? Yes. So then maybe we just weren't a good fit. Okay. So that is the ever-ending question. That's the so ever-going question. But to me, if I'm not fulfilled and satisfied with things that are important to me, like fulfillment, joyous feeling, whatever, like then it's just not the right time for us to be together. And then, then we could either be go our separate ways, either be single, meet someone else. Like I just, I, so you're saying I'm not saying you would do anything, but you're saying a solution could be stay with that person because they they help with the security and the and the future good dad and future good X, Y, and Z, stable job, stable career. Or, like, or, or they take off every other box, mm-hmm. but they are not having a stable career, but they're not this, but they, God, they make you the happiest girl you've ever been in the entire world. So like a Brad. Yes. It's ex- like a Brad. Right. Okay. So And Brad is the character in Sex Life, you guys. This, I'm talking either person. Okay, so Brad or Cooper. Do you believe at the end of the day that one person can fulfill all of your Wait. needs and wants in a partner? I think that there is no perfect person. I think you're going to have to give and take with certain things at the point where you are in your life. But what if? My question is, can that keep you happy for the rest of your life? Is that enough for the rest of your life? That's where I have this mindset of probably not. Probably right now in our 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, we're in this phase where we love traveling. We love having spontaneous nights out. But then when we reach 40s and we're like, 40, mid-40s, whatever. And we're like, okay, that was fun, but we're not into each other anymore. You know what I think is going to start happening is that because of the way that, you know, our views of marriage are changing, divorce rates are going up, Mm -hmm. like 
it's happening. I mean, it's it's science. It's right in front of us. It's happening. You know, before it was about getting married by like 25, mm-hmm. having kids by 30. Literally 25. What's going to happen for our generation is it's going to be, you're in your 30s. You're still young. What are you doing getting married? You're in your 40s. You still got another 10 yeah. years. That's, that's what's what going to happen. Saying. The 40s Dude, and 50s, that's, 40s are going to become the new 20s. Dude, that's what I'm saying is that our generation right now, when we feel like we need to get married, we feel like we make that next step. I don't think, I think a lot of people do value that. I have a lot of friends that are getting married and I'm so happy for them. And I believe 100% they're going to be fulfilled in whatever they pursue. But like you said, there is this image now where it's like... Single sexy. Single is sexy. There's this whole persona where it's like... Hot girl I'm summer. Single. You need to be worth more than... You need to be more than my solitude. Oh, I see. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. need to all, like you need to like really feel some big shoes if you want to take over my freedom, basically. Sure, sure. And I think that mindset and that attitude is so adopted these days. Like... Oh, you're single. That's okay, girl. Live your best life. You don't right. Want to you don't need anymore. anyone anyway. Yeah, like that's such a like thing to hear now. Hearing hearing that people say the only person you should need is you is very common to hear, but yeah. it's true. The no, only it is person true. you should need is yourself. So I'm reading this book right now. I just picked it up. It's called Sex at Dawn. I don't remember the author's name, but he gets into the history of so many things: poverty. Um, our sexual desires, why people get together and why they grow apart. Anyway, he talked about how, um, you know, historically men and women were very equal and everyone in community and tribal settings um, took care of each other's kids. They all took care of each other, all of this and that. Men and women were actually quite equal. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until about 10,000 years ago or so that there became this hierarchy hierarchy between men and women, which, you know, so glad so many of us are awakened to this topic now and you know we're, we're feminism movement is a very real thing and women just taking their power is a very real thing because you know there was this shift where it was like men are superior and women relied on men mm-hmm. to bring home the the you know Bread whatever winner. exactly mm-hmm. whereas now it's like Hey, um, love. Women actually get equal pay now, so I make just I don't as need much you as to you sign do. My mortgage. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So back then, like a few decades ago, men and women needed each other to function yeah. in society. The man went out to, let's say, hunt. Basically, go work his nine to five. Mm-hmm. Go be that person. The woman stayed home, was the gatherer. I'm talking about like a decade ago. I'm not even talking about caveman days. Like the woman stayed home with the kids, raised the family, cooked dinner. Like the man came home like, honey, I'm hungry. And she'd come with this beautiful rotisserie chicken with side dishes and in this pretty dress Mm -hmm. and serving, right? Being of service. And they needed each other to function. We are not there anymore. I feel like women are in a point where we're like, I recognize that I don't need you. So what are you going to do to make me want you, you know, and fulfill that space of like what I can't give myself? But then men are also keeping that same mindset. So now we've got two people with that same, Dude, with that mindset. Dude, and that's my fucking problem <laughs> dating these days is that I will not pursue a man. I don't care how much I like she you. She really won't. I will not pursue you. I will like you until it drives myself nuts. I sent her, I showed her a text today um, that this guy sent me and it was just like a, you know, like very... Simple text, and she goes, "So are you gonna reply to that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" She's like, "Like, what would you say?" Because it was like a very there was no question, there was no, yeah. no nothing leading, and it. it was kind of like, "Hey, have a good day." And, and she's like, "I'll respond later." I'm like, "What is there to yeah, respond she's like, wait, to have a good day?" She, I, that's what I said. I said, <laughs> I'm, "I'm gonna respond later." She goes, "Wait, you're actually gonna reply? You're gonna reply to that? Like, what are you gonna say?" I was like, "No, you're right. I shouldn't." She's like, "No, no, please. I want to know because I don't know what I would say because I yeah, would just ignore that." I don't care how much I like a man. And and it's so funny because I was laughing earlier because I saw this uh, meme where this girl was laying down and then like her like ghost version of her was lifting up out of her body and and she was like, my feminism leaving my body when the bill comes. (laughs) (laughs) Like my feminism leaves when I want to be pursued. I don't care how much I like you. I can like you until like I'm obsessed basically. But if you're not pursuing me, it ends there. I know. I do feel like when it comes to feminism, that's why I don't call my... I mean, I'm all for the feminist movement, but I feel like I have 
struggling beliefs because I'm like, yes, woman, we can take care of ourselves, equal pay. And then I'm like, but open the door for me. But that's what my friend, walk on the my other side male of the sidewalk friend for literally me. said the same thing to me because we were having me and my male friend, we'll call him B. Okay. So me and B were talking about who pays for the first date. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have a, oh, because my other friend, B girl, we'll call her B girl. So me and B girl were talking about paying for dates and stuff. And I was like, I have this tendency of always giving my card out when I'm on a date because but knowing that you want them to say, of course, no, knowing that me I want too. them to be like, yeah. you know, but I always put my card out no matter what. I'm not the kind of person where I expect people to pay for me no matter what. Maybe that was an upbringing value that I might, do that too. You know, like yeah. I always put my card Sometimes out. Sometimes I'll even fight them. They're like, no, seriously, like I've got the first date and I'm like, no, even though I so know I do I'm, that. I used to do that too. But now I'm like, if you say it, I'm fine. I'm shutting up. <laughs> so putting it back yeah. in the wallet. So B girl was like, you can't No, Fuck that. Like men are always going to have $1 more than us in our salary. They're always going to be looked at as like someone that's able to run a company more than a woman, more opportunity, all this stuff. Yeah. You have to pay the pink tax of makeup and tampons and pads and Plan B's and contraceptives. And I've stuff. never heard it that way. Interesting. And fuck that. Let him pay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's true. I was talking to B about it. Now B is my male friend. And I was like, so when you're dating and you take a girl out, do you automatically pay for the first date? Let's say you're feeling her and she's feeling you, like it's a hinge date or whatever, or, or I don't know, someone introduced you to her. Do you automatically, as a role as a man, pay for the first date? And he said, fuck no. You're like, you guys wanted to fight for your equal, right? So quickly, <gasps> then you're paying half. Ew. Yeah. But also, like... <laughs> and, and we had this debate where I was like, no, you can't. Like, But this is where... This exactly. is where you and I are screwed because we're millennials. So we have the boomer mindset of gentlemen do this, gentlemen do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Gen Z, I guarantee, is like, oh, I don't care if we split it. We're we're trapped. No, yeah. We're, we're going to be the next boomers, man. So how do you think Gen Z thinks? Oh my of God, we're gonna be the next boomers because I guarantee. <laughs> Jazz is having a meltdown. I'm freaking out. Because I don't want to be uncool because <laughs> I'm just picturing Ariana sitting here, and Ariana's her 19 year old. Sorry, yes, by the my way. 19 year old assistant. Like literally, almost 10 years apart. I just think about her, and I'd be like, Hey, what about that guy? Like, or okay, let's just say I have a 19 year old daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I'm going to be 27, but let's say I have a 19 year old daughter and I'm 40 and I'm like, so you went on a date with him or her, but let's say him, because we're talking about gentleman stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, men versus women type thing. So you went on a date. Did he pay? And she'd be like, oh my God, no. I'd be like, what? Mm. <laughs> did he offer? Do you think that chivalry is going to be completely dead? But is it chivalry or is it just, or is that just an expectation we've placed on men? Because I guarantee Ariana would be like, oh, I don't expect him to pay for half. No, or see, maybe- I believe that. I believe a man, open your door. I believe he should pay for the first date, pay for everything, in fact, <laughs> for the most part. Not everything. But okay. is that a boomer mindset? Like, do you think Gen Z thinks that way? But the man will always make a dollar more than us. Always, no matter what. No matter how up to speed we are and how... Which is so ugly. You know, and and are they paying for makeup? Well, I mean, some are, but you know what I'm saying? I see. That's the part that gets me, is the pink tax. I get that. You don't have to pay for all the shit... To, uh, for us to make us look good, to to please you. And that brings me back to that interview with the Kardashians in their finale. When I saw a TikTok where Kylie was talking about her lip kit and what inspired it. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, um, I kissed a boy. He said I had small lips and it made me insecure because I didn't want to unplease this boy that I really liked. Again, validating a man's expectation of a woman to be a good kisser. She has to have big lips. Right. You know, and that's just fostering the male mindset of like, this is how we should be. We should wear makeup. We should wear our hair nicely. We should look cute on a date, all this stuff, you know? And like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but all I'm saying is that, yeah. (laughs) Oh, sick. Okay, chill, chill, chill. So all I'm saying is that, yeah. (laughs) So all I'm saying is that yeah, yes, I guess I do struggle with like what what should the expectation be for a man these days? I don't know. I would hope that you're a gentleman. I would hope that you'd open the door. I'd hope you call me if you miss me. I'd hope you try to pursue me. I would hope that you were honest. You know, I'd I'd hope all those things. 
So back to marriage. <laughs> yeah, what about marriage? Do you ever want to get married? Sometimes I'm conflicted with the idea that I'm psyching myself out and I'm convincing myself I don't want to get married because I see a high divorce rate and I see a lot of people falling out of love and mm. leaving each other and then successfully finding somebody else. And I think to prepare for that, I don't want to get married. I'd rather like, I don't know, protect myself, Right. I guess. Because in my perfect world, I'd want to be with someone just because we want to be together. Not really because like we have to get married, we have to get kids, we have to buy a house together, we have to do X, Y, and Z. Like, no, I just want to be with you because we, we like each other and we level each other up and we enjoy each other and then we will be together until the universe allows us to keep loving each other. But do you feel that because of that you would constantly be worried if that's somebody that you should be having kids with? Because having kids with someone is such a permanent thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Do you feel like that's something that might end up coming up for you? I don't know. To be honest with you... Because you're clearly not incapable of thinking that you could marry someone. I just... I think in your next relationship, you're going to feel that again because historically you always have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are you saying in my next relationship, would I want to marry that person or have plans to marry that person or wait for them to propose to me and do all that? Yeah, or when you like think about having kids with them, are you going to be like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't because of this mindset that I have? Mm, Good question. Yeah. Back to the word ever-changing. Right now, though, what do you feel? So right now, if I met my dream man, Gabe... And Gabe. he came to swoop me up and bring the Cinderella carriage outside and it was everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. And then I'm pregnant and we're about to have kids. Or Not even you're pregnant and about to have kids. You're just really starting, you've realized once again that you do believe in marriage and that you do believe that there could be a long time forever. But is that previous mindset going to creep up on you though of like, but I don't know. I think people do end up... You know, one person can't always fulfill them for the rest of their lives, blah, blah. Should I have kids with this person? I think, I I think deep, 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 deep down. I would love to believe in the idea of being with one person forever. I think that's a beautiful thing, and I would love that. Do I think our generation, a lot of us, don't value that anymore and realize how many more options are out there and have the resources to go meet other people and to chase new beginnings and stuff. Yeah, I do believe that's a possibility. I don't know. I struggle with the idea of being with one person for the rest of my life. And it doesn't make you sad to think about them moving on because you feel like you'd be over it too. So it's kind of like... I don't know because I'm also like, I've been in love and then it ended and then now here I am. Okay, Yeah, you know. You're always going to be okay. Always going to be okay. I think being okay alone gives me that comfort that if it doesn't last forever, then I'll always be okay. Will I be sad? Of course, I'm a human being. Yeah. You know, but I don't put so much pressure on marriage or forever or that stuff because I do know there is a huge possibility that we won't be together forever. And to put that pressure on each other is... Oh, it's sad. Scary. It is sad. And I wish... I didn't think that way sometimes because, yeah, that fairy tale is such a novelty and it's, you know, something as little girls we all hope for and want for is like Prince Charming. But I think the part that's unfathomable, though, because you said, you know, like even earlier today, you were like, you know, I feel like I wouldn't stay with this person because once we're done with each other, we're done with each other. But what what you and I can't even begin to try to fathom because we just have never experienced it. No matter how, wow, no, <laughs> no matter how many people we've had in our lives that we've seen do it, you and I cannot even begin to fathom what twenty years with somebody would look like. So, is it that easy? After 20 years to give up, to walk away. That I think is a huge reason that people hang on because they're like, I gave you 20 years of my life. I am, I only know this way of life with you right now. We're, my gosh, two years, ha, they would laugh. They'd literally be like, ha, well, you know nothing. Yeah, they'd be like, ha. Try 18 years. I've been with him for 20 years. We have three kids together. Billy, Joel, and Teresa. Mm. Teresa has AYSO soccer practice every Wednesday. Bill and Joel, they're in a band together. And yeah, my point is we can't even begin to fathom 20 years with somebody and what emotional toll that will have on us. Because 
that's hard. Yeah. To give 20 years of your life. You and I don't even know what that's like after seven years of friendship. And I can say walking away from you would probably be the hardest thing in my life. Do you know what me and Jess were talking about earlier? (laughs) I'm even like, wait, what were we talking about? (laughs) Why are friendships so not easy, but more doable to maintain, maintain, sustain than a relationship? Because Jazz and I were thinking about our friendship. We've been we've been best friends for seven years. You almost said we've been together. <laughs> we've been best, we damn near have. <laughs> we've been best friends for seven years, yeah. and there's no pressure on us. So, like, why can't a relationship? But people do stay together for seven years. <laughs> we just have it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it's rare these days. These days, it's rare to hear that someone's been together for. More than five years. It's like, wow, y'all are really in it then. Is it just because we're young? No, because I because think now I'm thinking about my friends who are like engaged and about to be married. But I think about like even the adults that I have in my life. It's rare to hear that they've been together. I only have one person, my brother. He's been with his wife for mm. over, I mean, it's been a decade. Um, yeah. And my aunt with her last partner, they were together for over a decade too. And I remember being like, Damn, that's a long time to be with just one person, married or not. And one was married, the other was not. And so either way, I mean, I've seen it, but it's a rare sight. I have a question. Ask. Do you want to get married? Oh, the tables have turned. Um, right now, everything in my life feels like a huge question mark. Um, I'm considering things that I would never have considered before. I'm Like what? Oh. <laughs> what are you considering? My views on partnership and specifics. <laughs> I'm not saying that I am polyamorous because I think a bitch is too jealous, but I could see myself, Lord, don't let this bite me in the ass with my <laughs> husband in 20 years. <laughs> Honey, hey, babe, it's me. Um, the shit that I'm saying right now might only apply to this year only. <laughs> Sorry, Nolan expired. As of now, I feel like when, when I'm in my 40s and I'm married, hey, babe, don't get crazy, that I might be open to poly or... when In your 40s? Yeah, when I've been what with someone now? for a long time. Right now, I think I've just barely scratched the surface with even understanding it. Mm. So it's hard for me to say... What I can say is I have a I have a better understanding for it. Because so you're saying in your 40s when you're married, been together for 25 years, and you want to spice things up, let's just say, mm-hmm. you'd be okay with him seeking a woman to fulfill certain desires and you seeking a man to fulfill certain desires, but ultimately staying together? Look. But is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Look, my man's no-no zone <laughs> is not going to be operating the way it did 20 to 25 years ago. But guess what? Mine won't be either. <laughs> My sex drive and all of that is going to decrease scientifically. It just does. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee that some man that I bump into at a bar that I've never experienced might create that excitement in me again. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. What if you fall in love with him? I guess that's something I figure out when that happens. Yeah. If I fall in love with him, I feel like after 25 years with someone, if I've given that much, that someone that much time, but we're just like, hey, the sexual attraction just isn't feeling as strong, but my God, I love everything about you. Diamond's face right now. She's like, damn. <laughs> but because best believe when we're 40 and this shit comes up, I'm going to be like, do you remember when you said? Remember when you said? But that's why I said, Talking to my future husband, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. crazy. This was Nolan expired in 2021. I'm like, Jazz's husband, play episode five on getting <laughs> real from 20 years ago. I swear to you, she said she might be No, cool dude, because it. this won't exist because this format of audio will be the same yeah. thing as a floppy disk. Do you know what I will say I in want? 20 years. What? This is, I will say this. Okay. I would love a life when I'm in my early 40s where me and you are with our husbands and we're just reflecting on our lives together as 20-year-olds. I would want that. Does that indicate I want oh, marriage? That sounds, that sounds so sweet. You know, like I would love your partner, my partner, like us all just quadruplets talking. <laughs> Not quadruplets, but, you know, like okay, the four of us just yeah. drinking good cocktails at that time. Are there kids running around in front of us that are ours? I still question the kid thing. Mm, that's why I asked. Yeah. I was like, did, maybe in, your in kids. this fantasy dream... I could see that. 
Maybe your kids. I could see you, I, I could see me showing up with like a baby on my hip and like my three year old toddler, and I'm like, "Are you about this life yet?" You're like, "Not yet, bitch. Yeah. Talk to me in five. Like, Talk to me in five years." Just got lipo, so I we're gonna actually, sustain that. I could just <laughs> just got this body tightened, so ain't, ain't happening. Yet. I could say I can genuinely picture me with the babies first, and you being like, "I'm gonna get there. Yeah, I'm getting there one day." He'll convince me. I'm like, D, you're 57. Yeah. You're like, one day, babe. I'm almost there, honey. Adoption is not yeah, out of the option. Dude, I traditional things scare me. They do. I don't yeah. know where it comes from. I don't know my fear of them, but a traditional way of life. I think it's because scary innately to me. we were not meant to be quote unquote traditional people. I think there is a part of you. This is what I've been trying to bring out in Diamond recently. Is I'm like, I think you might be Polly. No, no, no. <laughs> she always says no. that so quick, and that's okay. No, but the way that she talks about things and her perspective, I'm just like, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if in 20 years I no. end up being the true monogamous and you end up no. being. No, I'll I'm telling you right now. Jazz, trust me. <laughs> trust me, because Jazz is on this like enlightenment. You know, not even enlightenment, just like this new journey of a research. No, I feel enlightened for sure. I think that's a fair word. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, she's like, read this book. No. (laughs) She's like, what do you think? I'm like, no. (laughs) She's like, how about this? She sent me a voice recording about this book. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to read it. (laughs) It's so interesting. It's, It's probably so interesting. It is. But to me, no. No. It's just. And by the way, no. (laughs) So. Yeah, I think that there's a huge part of me that, you know, would love one person for a long time so we can talk about our, like, life in our 20s and our 30s and here we are now. I would love that idea. Do I think it's possible? I don't know. That's where I struggle. Like, I don't know. For you. Yeah, for me, yeah. personally. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> I was going to say John. Oh, <laughs> I keep reading on that Fuck. name. Gabe. Like, Gabe. Gabe. Love you. It's been It's been seven years. <laughs> Gotta go. We ran our course. You, but you can't even fathom seven years. That's With my someone. argument. Because ev- I think everyone would say that. Everyone would say once the seven years is up, you know, like I recognize it and we walk away. And people do do it. But they also say <laughs> that it takes double the amount of time of your relationship to get over the person that you were with, like to truly get over them and move on to new experiences. And I can actually kind of see that. I mean, who am I kidding? Maybe I do want a regular relationship. Because <laughs> I, I, I think about what I want now. And this brings me back to, I think I actually want a long-term traditional relationship with marriage and kids. Because I think about what I want now with my situation. Mm-hmm. And I do want something a little bit more traditional and stable. Okay. If I were to just, the perfect world, that's what it would be. It would be me planning all these cool, fun things to do because I love doing cool, fun things. And then him being like down, down, down and me being like, yes, this is so fun. And then for a long time, I I do want that. I don't think I actually have a question. I don't think I actually have one in response to that because we've already kind of talked about it all. I feel like in conclusion, we've determined that Diamond is actually (laughs) seeking a traditional monogamous (laughs) I think I'm fighting marriage and... Child I, think, I think I'm fighting it. The children, we don't know. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. But I do have a feeling she's going to have children. Maybe. And for me, I have no fucking clue what's going on ever. Everything. I think you do, though. Mm. I think everyone has an inkling about what they truly want. Okay, here's another question. Ask. Let's say you have your morals and values in life, mm-hmm. but you meet someone so incredible, unmatched energy, just unreal. Would you consider negotiating your values for that person? What sort of values? I don't know. Like, um, he doesn't want kids, but you want kids, but you love him so much. And you were like, oh, do I have to sacrifice me not having kids or do I keep this relationship? That's really hard. I, I actually know someone in my life that made that sacrifice to not have kids but be with the person that they wanted. And I question all the time the level of happiness because of the sacrifice that came with it. Um, I actually know a few people that, that, that that's happened with, but if it's something that big, having children, having that be a part of your like life goal, that's a big thing to remove. And if I genuinely got to a place where I was like, this person can fulfill that, 
maybe, but I don't think one person can fulfill birthing a child and having a bond like that. So, or or even adopting, like, okay, let's say this. Okay, let's say you meet, I don't know, um, Christopher. Okay, you guys been dating for a month, two months, strong, mm-hmm. and he says in two months or even a month, let's just say a month of like ongoing adventures, conversations, hanging out. You're super smitten. You're like, this might be it. Like he crosses off all boxes. Casually, he's like, by the way, I don't want kids. I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying we need to discuss it, but like, I don't want kids. Do you continue that relationship or do you end it there knowing you want kids? Knowing that one of my life goals is to have kids. How are you feeling now? Do you, is your life goal to have kids right now? No, I'm like, that's why I'm like, I want to think of something that's more relatable Mm. because. Okay. We can talk about polyamorous and monogamy. Let's say, let's say you're a monogamous individual. You meet a man who is interested or is polyamorous. You guys have met three weeks, two weeks, and he says to you, I'm open to seeing other women. I want to see other women. I don't want to stop this search of having new connections with people. I think I would say, what would you do? Would you continue the So we've only known each other for a few weeks? Let's just say three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say we shouldn't even be talking about this right now. We should just be enjoying what's happening because I'm not thinking about anything other than you in this moment. Mm-hmm. So why are we even talking about this? And then they might say because there's an op- there there might be a huge op- there might be a huge chance that while you're working and I'm at the grocery store and a woman approaches me and gives me those sexy eyes that I'd want to go home with her and I'd want you to be okay with that. I wouldn't want to stop myself from pursuing that. Yeah. So my question would be. Is this once we're in a relationship or is this like right now? This because, is like a, mo- a month in. Right. But I'm saying like, are they saying just as an FYI, once we're in a relationship, this can happen or just as an FYI, this can happen in general? This can happen in general. So I would say as much as I don't want you to be with anyone else right now, um, I recognize that we've only known each other for a couple of weeks and mm. I can't demand that of you. Mm. Um, now, if we're in a relationship... I also recognize that whether we're in a relationship or not, um, there's a very good chance that you're gonna that that anyone is gonna end up meeting someone that intrigues them a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. brings out this flirty nature and mm-hmm. this is this a spark? You know, I recognize that that is gonna happen in life. It happens. Mm-hmm. Communication is everything. So there's two ways that that conversation could go because. If this person is meant to meet someone else, it's going to happen inevitably, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that they meet this other person and then they come to me. I would just hope that they communicate with with me. Everything would need to be communicated. If they're saying like, there's a chance that once we're together, I'm going to want to do polyamory, I'm going to be like, let's cross that bridge when we get there. Because right now, is there anyone else? No. Are Mm -hmm. you seeking anyone else? No. Okay, so let's cross that bridge when we get there. So now they've the bridge is here. Mm-hmm. It showed up a year later or mm-hmm. maybe six months. I would probably, I have no idea what I'm going to be like in six months from now. But if I think about it from the perspective now, I would ask questions. I would say, you know, who is this person? Like, first of all, thank you for coming to me with this because I know that this is probably very scary to do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. I'm actually realizing I'm basically repeating and I couldn't even understand. Wow. Interesting. Um, I'll tell you about that later. One of my friends basically said something very similar to me when telling when I asked him this question. Um, but yeah, I'd say thank you for telling me. I want to react and be angry, but I'm not because you could have gone behind my back and cheated on me. You could have come up to me and just said I'm done with you. Like I've met somebody else. Like there's so many other ways that it could have gone down, and you came to talk, come and talk to me and try and figure out what you're feeling right now, and mm-hmm. that's really great. So I'm gonna know though very quickly, like. Based off of the way they're talking about them and the antsiness and all of that, mm. I'm gonna tell if this is like, oh, this is like something you like really want to pursue, and I'll know in that moment if I'm open to them doing that or not. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe at that time, I'll also have met someone that brought up that same feeling for me, and I haven't figured out a way to say it to that person. So then maybe that's when I'm like, well, I also met somebody, and wow, thank you for being like, let's figure this out. What is this gonna look like? Mm. Or we're both gonna feel like. I think it's either going to be that or it's going to be, I don't really have feelings for you in that way anymore. This has made me realize that maybe I don't feel this with you anymore. And maybe it's time for us to separate. 
So Jazz and I were also talking about, thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that I brought up about long-term relationships and being with someone forever or, you know, whatever. And I was like, I think people don't want to miss, you know what? This is actually a true story. I had this conversation with sociopath. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. It was one of those conversations where I was being a chicken, and I was like, "What are we? What's what happens happening? when this happens? You know, what if a girl talks to you? Are you gonna talk to her like that? Being yeah. very passive." And he admittedly said, "I am scared. I'm gonna be honest with you. He's like, I'm scared to be in a relationship right now in my life while I'm in my prime or whatever." And did it make me feel shit about myself? Of course. Looking back, I'm like, "Damn, what words to hear as as a woman who wants yeah. to be in a relationship with you." But he was like, I'm scared that I'm going to miss out on meeting people because I'm in a relationship. He's like, I'm scared that I'm going to miss the opportunity to meet so many different people because I'm tied down to one person. And I remember thinking that and I'm like, I never adopted that mindset, but but it introduced me to a new mindset of like, wow, when I'm with Bobby... You know, and I'm, and I'm, you know, me and Bobby are together in a happy relationship. And then I go to a beach and Zach approaches me. And Zach is like, you know, um, I saw that you were reading this book. I, I read that book too. Like we should go to a cafe and like exchange, exchange book suggestions and get some coffee. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying this to me. How would that sound? And I'm like either, mm, sorry, I have a boyfriend, which is a lot of women say. Right. Sorry, I have a boyfriend. Or... Yeah, let's go to that cafe and go talk about Because technically it's inappropriate to it's, go and hang out with the guy. Dude, that you I just- went home to Bobby and I said, he said, baby, what did you do today? Oh, I was at the beach and then this guy named Zach came up to me and like complimented the book I was reading. And we went to a cafe and did this and this and this. So this yes. brings me back full circle yes. to polyamory. You're all, no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I do think about that too. Like I wouldn't want, cause I meet so many cool people, right? Like so many interesting people. Do I want to stop myself from those interactions because I'm in a relationship? But I think that that is a part of polyamory, D. From what I've been reading, that would be emotionally connecting with someone that normally in a but monogamous- no, because to me, that's a friend. Because I have friends that fulfill that emotional- So intellect. even if you're super attracted to him- you're super attracted. Who, Bobby or Zach? Bobby's my The boyfriend. guy that approached you As about Zach. your book. Oh, okay. Even if you're super attracted to him and you know he's super attracted to you. And then we're at the cafe. And we're at the cafe, but you're like, but I am in a relationship. I'm attracted to you. I think you're amazing. I love our conversation. I would I, stop it there. You would stop it there. Because that's playing with fire and I've done that before and that's fucked up. To me, I felt fucked up doing that. I was like, no, I'm, I'm because playing Because you were going behind your boyfriend's Exactly. Back. Right. Because I knew he wouldn't like that. He knew I wouldn't like being somewhere with an attractive man. But I'm saying, what if you were both doing that? What if you were allowing yourself to meet people randomly? Mm-hmm. You're not okay with it. No. That's what I was trying to get figure yeah, out. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm not okay with that. Because I would, I, I would associate that with bad. And, and so that... Oh, so basically what you're saying is that you under, so you understand people's mindset. It still doesn't work for you, but you can understand I can it. understand that, like, I guess, FOMO of being committed to one person and saying no to certain people because it wouldn't make your partner happy. And you're just like, fuck, like, this could have been a friendship. This could have been a Something. fun. It could have been, like, fun. Not, like, sexually or, like, physically, you know, but, you know, we both have this thing in common and we both enjoy the cafe and these books. And I love the stories that you have about traveling and I'm so intrigued by you. Um, And you're intrigued by me and my personality. And to me, that's playing with fire, though. If I'm with Bobby, that's playing with fire. But I can understand why people would be hesitant to be in a monogamous relationship because they're missing out on those connections and opportunities. Yeah, because hearing that, I'm able to have a better and deeper understanding for polyamory because I'm mm-hmm. like, I get it. That, that was the perfect example because I'm like, well, how do those connections happen? And it could be as simple as someone saying yes. they like your book and, oh, yeah. and then going and catching up with them for a book and then explaining to them like, hey, I'm in a relationship, but like, I really enjoy our time together. How can we continue this relationship in a way that works for me in my, it's just, it's opening up this whole new. Right. Because so, so let's, say this, this, let's say this is actually a situation, right? I'm actually with Bobby. I'm in love with him. He's just everything I've ever wanted. I'm super satisfied every way, but we've been together for like five years. There's no buts, ifs, ands. We've just been together for five years. Yeah. And I spent some time at the beach by myself. I'm reading, I don't know, 48 laws of power by Robert Greene. And Zach comes up to me and says all these things. And he says, me knowing me, 
He says, we should go to a cafe and like exchange book suggestions because I'm very into that book. Would you want to come with me? I would say yes. I would, me as Diamond Sky, I would say yes. In a relationship or not in a relationship? With Bobby. Bobby's at home. Okay. I would say yes. Okay. I would go to the cafe. I would talk about book suggestions. And I would definitely bring up I'm in a relationship. Yeah. With the intention of this is just a friendship. Right. Right. And until Bobby crosses, uh, no, until Zach crosses that line of like, look, I think you're really attractive. I'm really into you. Are you attracted to him? Physically, he's probably attractive. Let's just say for the sake of the scenario. But right then and there is when I would say, I'm playing with fire. I'm happy at home. This was really fun. Mm. Hoping it wouldn't reach this, but it did. And I respectfully just have to go home. That's what I would do. So I guess that's my way of like experiencing the because I love people. You know I love people. Yeah. And I love meeting new people and hearing. But what then, are you going to be okay with your boyfriend also doing that? They're going ha- through the exact yeah. same. There process has to that you be a through? level of trust. He has to know. This is why I value integrity so much. When I think about what I want in a partner, integrity is probably now my top two. Because to have integrity means you have to be true to what you believe in your word and like. Your word, basically. Yeah. Like, you have to. And if I told you I'm honest, I will communicate with you, I will live to that value till my bone, to my bone. Meaning, especially now that we're older and we're mature and we're adults and there's no reason to, like, fucking lie and shit and be sneaky. If I'm telling my partner I am honest, I'm truthful, I'm loyal, then I would want you to trust that if I'm with Zach at the cafe, it's purely to probably just have like an innocent interaction, whether it's like kind of flirty or not. But I know that this is playing with fire. Not going to reach out to you again, Zach. I'm going to go home. But that was a fun little interaction. What if it's somebody that you can't just go home from? What do you mean? What if it's somebody that's in the workplace? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, been there. (laughs) That's what I thought about. Yeah. Because I'm like, that was out of character for you. Yeah. But you did it. And so I almost wonder what would have happened if you got both. If I got to keep my relationship and have that fun. Yep. So so let's say instead of handling it the way you did, you said, look, there's something happening here. But I want you and I love you, but I want to see what this is about so that I can just get this out of my system or understand this. And he says, okay, can you allow the same for me? And you go, don't no. love it, but... no, no. Nope. So, no. You would want to be allowed to do, but you wouldn't want to let him do it. I wouldn't want any of that. Okay. To me, when I hear that and I picture it in my head and I picture myself ending the day coming home to that situation, mm-hmm. no. It's too much. It's too much. I'd be thinking about what you're doing. I'd be thinking about him. I'd be thinking about what your girl is like. I'd be thinking about what you think about the guy. Like, it's too much for me. Hmm. Interesting. What about you? I don't know. That's why I'm like, you're in the same situation. You're with, I've never experienced that. I've never experienced being so interested in someone else while I'm in a relationship. It's, ne- it's literally never happened. Like I had, I had one moment when I was with one of my exes and I thought a guy was super cute and we DM'd and it was harmless harmless and I still told him about it. Oh, I remember that. You know, and then I was like, and by the way, I'm never going to talk to him again because I was like, oh God, I feel so guilty. And for him, he was like, you didn't even do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. Like I get it, but I felt so guilty. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to do that. But I was so on, I've always been, anytime I feel like I've crossed a line, mm-hmm. I will always tell my my partner. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like honest to a fault, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was in that situation, like, and I was really feeling somebody. Let's say you're with one of your exes. Okay. Let's just say Omar. Okay. Because the longest relationship, Omar. Yeah. And you were very, you guys were very in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And you and I go to Cacao 70. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you're eating your freaking strawberry, strawberry bread. And my chocolate fondue. And the most beautiful man comes up to us, interested in you, and says, I see that you guys are playing chest and ladders or a board game. You know, I really like this. Can I play with you guys? And you're like, fuck yeah, come play with us. He's like, I'm visiting, I'm alone, blah, blah, blah. Come play with us. Us three just hit it off. We have so much fun. He's ordering drinks, good conversation, giving you this attention that you haven't had in a while because let's just say Omar is so busy. And he's like, Jazz, I really, really enjoy your 
mindset and your beliefs and things and our conversation, um, you should come back with me to my place and I should show you some of like my vinyls that I have. Would you go? To his place? Yeah, because you guys have an interest in music and you're like, I have a record player. And he's like, I had a record player and you, he wants to show you your vinyls. Is, is Omar, are we completely monogamous? Yes. And we've never discussed no. anything else? No, I wouldn't go. Mm. Yeah, I just wouldn't go. Because going to someone's house at night, <laughs> that's playing with fire. Yeah. <laughs> so I, no, I wouldn't go. Because I know that if he did that and he didn't tell me, I would not be happy about it. So you couldn't tell him? So that's what I would do. I would tell. I would go. I wouldn't go to the house, though. That's probably, yeah, yeah, that's the crossing the line. But if line. he said, like, let's go to the record store down the street, let's, like, let's do that. Okay, perfect. I would let's st- go to the record store and get a glass of wine and talk about our vinyl collection. Would you say yes? And I was like, gotta go, Jazz. I would say this sounds like a lot of fun, but I do want to tell you up front now that I am in a relationship because it sounds like this might be kind of like a date thing for you. I'm not sure like what your intent is. Mm-hmm. And if that's when they can tell me what their intentions are. And we go from there. Wow, do I just play with fire? Yes, all the time. <laughs> you literally add you add fucking oil to it. You're like, or not oil. Oh my God. You add gasoline. gasoline. Oh, I guess that is oil. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't cross the line. You cross the line enough. That's cross true. It. Crossing it is crossing see, it. See, but that's my problem. Remember when you're like, why don't you see the, do you not see that these guys are into you? And I'm like, no, it's just an interaction to me. I think that's where my naiveness comes in. That's where your Polly mindset comes in. I'm not Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against it, but I'm 100% monogamous. I don't know what I am anymore. I understand everyone's need for different types of love. We yeah. both do. But I, I don't know where I stand. Everything is, everything is a whirlwind of, Confusion and question marks and exclamation And that's points. okay to explore it. Nothing has to be permanent, you know? I don't know what it's like, but... You know who I pictured walking up to me at Cacao City? <laughs> Are you going to say the waiter at... Oh, what? <laughs> the, the the Duke <laughs> from... Oh, That's who my. I pictured walking up to me. Oh, game over. If game it's the, over. If it's the Duke walking, sorry, I don't care who I literally my boyfriend him. is. He's no longer my boyfriend. I would text him and say it's over. Babe, gotta go. <laughs> it was fun. Stop sharing G-G-G location. literally unfollows everything on Instagram. The Duke has arrived. That's who I fucking pictured coming up to me. That was the first face I thought of. And I was like, because when I thought of like just super attractive, I was like, ugh, the Duke. Oh, shit. And that was the first person that made me wonder, maybe I could do Polly. Maybe I get my sexual satisfaction from no, you. No, then I would just end it my with my relationship. from the other person. But what if he doesn't sustain you? What if your partner doesn't sustain you sexually? But the Duke is the Duke being is, the Duke. But the Duke doesn't offer you anything when it comes to communication and all of that, but he offers you a good laugh and so you're super attracted to him. So we're back to sex life. No, we could talk about this off podcast. It's already been an hour and 10 minutes, but- that's where I say, like, for the first time, I'm like, I don't even know. So, okay, so to conclude this, everybody watch Sex Life on Netflix. Yes. Is it the greatest show of all time? No. No. It's not. <laughs> no. But it offers a perspective of what marriage is like. Yeah. The the crossroad that some people come to in marriage where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my past life, I was this way and I met this guy and he fulfilled so many crazy desires and do I want that? Do I stay in this housewife, mom life like what do I want you know and ultimately I'm a huge fan of doing what the fuck you want do what you want facts baby baby yeah so (laughs) so I think we're gonna leave you guys with that yeah that was a lot that food for thought well all we're saying is that we're very well I'm not I know what I want I'm monogamous and I want a man that just wants me and if it ever was otherwise I'd leave Jazz, on the other hand. Because I'm just like, always only wants you. Only me. Is that realistic? That's my problem with relationships. I don't think it's realistic, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be open to you seeing other people while you're with me. That's just not where my gut feeling and my heart. I I get it. I get it. I get it. If you tell me I want your best friend, fucking take her. You're not going to have both of us, baby. It's she just not going to happen. Damn, I wish y'all could have seen the way she looked me in my school. What best friend do you think she's talking about? <laughs> that killed me. 
All right, guys. Well, I still don't know what the fuck I think. I think I'm just learning and discovering and I'm open to understanding everyone's mindset. But at the same time, I do think that I am rooted in my monogamy. But who Until knows? further notice. Until further notice. I'll keep Until you all three posted. books in and she's going to be like, next episode. So, guys, I am with two men. <laughs> or three. Fuck it. I don't know. No, I want to have a good understanding because I know that it can be you know, swayed in a lot of different directions, but I want to understand it more. I just think it's an interesting thing um, that is not obviously popular and is quite controversial. But to each its own. To each You have its one own. shot at this life in this meat container that we're in and do what the fuck you want to do. Whether you're poly, yeah. asexual, no, sorry, not asexual, poly, Even monogamous. asexual. Well, yes, really but, anything you but like be. that that comes to like the sexual spectrum, but I'm talking about types of relationships, whether you're polyamorous, you're monogamous, you, like whatever you are, do it. Just do it with kindness, do it with compassion, mm-hmm. communicate everything that you feel all the time. Even if it feels like too much, it's important that people understand where your head is at, mm-hmm. and no one can read your mind. No one can read your mind at all. <laughs> so. Wow, the eyes she gave me. <laughs> you guys, because I can give bomb ass advice, but tell me to execute my own advice. Another story. <laughs> no, that wasn't about you. Oh, I took it really personal. No, that was not about you. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. Um, but anyway, we love you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed today's long, 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 long episode. And we'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Bye, everybody. Hasta luego.